you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. You used to have to, you know, find a nickel under the couch and walk all the way to the newsstand to buy USA Today to see the schedule. <laughs> Shut up. The Around the NFL podcast. Is Mr. Irrelevant every year? Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I come to you from a virtual room still. I mean, at a certain point. Filled with heroes. Greg Rosenthal. Mark Sessler. Yes, the 2021 NFL schedule has been released. And you know what? I'm not going to be a wet blanket about it. I'm into it. And, and we talked about this right before we went on. We were all once boys. Ricky was once a goyle. And some ways, Ricky still is a girl. She's a girl, not yet a woman. Britney Spears. Is that fair to say, Erica? Just jump in real quick. I just want to get a little update. Are you a <laughs> need- girl, not yet a woman? Do you think you're fully a woman? Where are you at right now in your maturation process? Yeah, no, I think, you know, I'm turning 30. I, I think I'm a woman by now, I think. But right, what's, Eric- what's, a, what's 30 in Los Angeles if you're a woman? Uh, <laughs> at the bars every night with no social, like, awareness or responsibilities. I, I think you're saying, Mark, what is the age equivalent in the rest of America? Right, versus, like, if you were in Iowa, like, pounding right. away at a oh, factory. Yeah. You know, I'm, day like, after day. probably 19 in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's in Iowa 19. Um, <laughs> anyway, so <clears throat> Erica is a woman, but still, you know, having fun. That's the final word there. Anyway, we were once boys, and uh, we loved the schedule because this time of year is when you're kind of dying. You're in the middle of the other sports that you're following, but you've always got an eye on football. You love football. And then this comes along, and you start to be able to actually piece together how you think your season will go, at least in your mind's eye, Mark. So it's like, I enjoy this. I like the fun of staring at the schedule, and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to break it down uh, and have some fun with it. When I, you know, we, our wonderful friend, Chris Wesling was a little more, um, I think philosophical slash cynical about the schedule. It's sort of suggesting that 
it doesn't really predict much. It doesn't, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but he, his take on it was in an, in another way refreshing. But, but he also did tell me that like he had, he, he was one of seven brothers that when they were young and this happened in my house too, like when the sports section arrived, you went, you, you battled for it. And um, like, and I was getting killed by Ricky before the show for the fact that we received USA Today at our house. But like when in mid-April back, I think it, was in, it would get released in April back in the day, like the schedule would show up in USA Today. I mean, it was like a dream. And mm. you could start to chart out um, for me what the Browns were going to do, what that opening week looked like that first month, how they closed. I mean, there was I a lot going on there. I uphill in snow both <laughs> ways to get to the newsstand. I mean, how I about mean, this Mr. Fancy Pants here getting USA Today at home? I don't know if I've ever met anyone like that. That's some real. That's only like when, real we, when we had our there. summer vacation uh, in Ocean City, Maryland or something. And the USA Today would be in front of the hotel room. And we felt yeah. like fancy boys looking right. at all the baseball. That's, well, that's, that's, my that's like gift. embassy I, suites. You know, that's some embassy suites, it, free free paper stuff there. That's yeah, exciting. I'll tell you why. Because our local newspaper, the Danbury News Times, um, you know, nice production uh, for local news. But when it comes to the sports section, like you're getting left out. Let's support the Hartford Current. You know, lo, you know, let's support the Hartford Current. I didn't Current live anywhere nor, near Hartford. I, don't, oh, okay. I could New care York, less about that right. town. I mean, you know, USA Today brought the heat from a sports angle and they gave you all the box scores and everything from the, they were completest. So that was my Christmas gift. Like every year. We had to take the horse and buggy down the highway. Yeah, I, you know, I, Erica, I will, I will, I, it's here's, here's where I apologize for having read a newspaper as a child. I mean, I don't know what you're, what you're doing with your time when you were young, but. I, here's anyway. one thing about this schedule release, by the way, seeing how this went today and how they announced the week one on all the networks first and it was like an all day thing. And I think the NFL has succeeded at making the schedule release a thing. I it's, it's never going back to the pre-draft time is my prediction. I have no information from the NFL league offices. I just think the NFL is always looking to extend their season. And so the draft was always kind of the end of the, you know, at the end of the big events and putting this a couple weeks after the draft instead of a couple weeks before, I think extends the excitement. And the, and the biggest thing is you have the rookies on the team. So when you see the Jets first uh, game, you and you officially have Zach Wilson going up against Sam Darnold, like spoiler alert there. Uh, and it's like, I think that matters. I do think knowing that Justin Fields is on the Bears gives the NFL a little extra juice and what they want to plan and and i don't i don't think we're ever going back to the pre-draft schedule release oh it adds so much more you know i can't believe they they ever did it that way yeah because you i mean for instance and we're gonna dig in here but we did a little crash research right before because you know we are vips getting our hands on this before the rest of society um you have the bears uh that got a lot of primetime games i feel like they got and imagine if they didn't have justin fields but that was also they the reality. That this is what this is what Mark watched, wanted, wanted. If if we got Matt Nagy starting Andy Dalton in Week One, it's basically Mark's fault on Sunday Mark. Night Football. It's Mark's fault. Well, you I asked, mean, I think, you, they, you know, they were the team you wanted to see in prime time. They're in four times. The Bears just you can't get them out of prime. One time. little nugget though, Andy Dalton, if he played Week Two, would play the Bengals with the bears. So that would be kind of spicy to me, but it's not spicy enough. I still want Justin I mean, Fields in there. Listen, on this podcast, I'm I'm the Andy Dalton guy. I don't get any pop out of uh, Andy Dalton <laughs> against the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know. Maybe a kneel down at the end. <laughs> um All right. By the way, your crack research, Mark. I mean, and I was scrambling as well, but I don't see bears listed in the 
the teams um, so, with four games. So no, well, so we received um, the teams that had five and the oh, teams five. that had there one. You go. I stand corrected. You did stellar work, perfect work. Well, the research team did. Thank you to Ali Bonparty. So he right. he helped me out. So speaking of Ali, I got a, a message right as we were starting. If I sounded a little bit distracted, um, Ali wanted me to tone down some Houston Texans heat on my upcoming. Uh, now live in the world revenge games piece so we're going to talk about and i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna do on this podcast hey, hey houston texans be thankful for any attention you get in the year 2021 because it's gonna be like dark you might not be mentioned on nfl media properties until 2022 <laughs> any any press is good press at this point please i just want you guys to know i'm gonna be sharing the hot take that was too hot for nfl.com right here on the podcast yes. i i had a little texan zinger that snuck through so i'm i'm pretty thrilled to Poor hear texans the, fans <clears throat> i do right, feel so bad this, for them i put they, it on they, a carrier pigeon and they flew all the way to nfl network <laughs> You know what? She's saying you're old, Mark. Um, uh, by the way, like, am I that much older than you people? Please. You are a, sneaky old. You're older even than my old. older brother, who I think of as like a totally not different within. generation. He's five not years within. older. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not within. Um, Sorry. Sorry. You look great, though, Mark. You look like a man five years your junior. I'll take that. All right. Now, revenge <laughs> games. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into the international series, and there's something big percolating there. I just... A little tease there. Uh, we're going to talk some of the big primetime games, the other tentpole games, Thanksgiving, all that stuff. But I feel like a good place to start is the the first games that we're going to be seeing um, in 2021. So obviously week one, Thursday, September 9th, the season will start. Cowboys at Buccaneers. On Monday's show with Matt Money Smith, we threw out some different ideas and we all kind of had the inkling that this is where it was going to go. And you know what? I get it. Everyone hates the Cowboys. If you don't love the Cowboys, um, I find them to be good theater, especially if they're a healthy Cowboys team with uh, a refreshed expectations here and everyone hyping them up. That makes them kind of interesting in the beginning of the season. I like this. You know, Dak and that great offense taking on the Bucks' great defense. The Bucks are one of the best offenses in the league against the Cowboys' defense under now Dan Quinn trying to clean things up after last year's misery. Uh, the game is in Tampa, of course, because they are the defending Super Bowl champions. They will be a favorite in this game, but I could definitely see it being competitive and fun. What do you guys think? I Actually, I thought our inkling, I thought Greg and I both suggested the Bills, um, but I totally get why, why this would be it. Um, this is a television sport. And the Cowboys are, like you said, quintessential theater. Um, I don't always look at them that way, but but the ratings do. Um, I think had they gone just for me, had they gone Bucks Bills, it would have been a nod to the the league as it's changing, the rising new powers. It would have been something super spicy. But Buffalo Bills is as exciting as they are to certain people. Probably just aren't going to draw the same numbers. I don't know. Right. I think this is the NFL going as big as possible. It's like forget that. Falcons Eagles opener remember back you know when, when the Eagles were defending champs or, or what the Patriots have had like the Titans one year when the Titans really weren't that good it's like no we, we haven't had fans in the crowd for a while it, last year was not our normal year let's go as big as humanly possible with uh by the way the most like loaded offense in the league on paper with Dallas I mean we haven't seen this offense together 
because I, I was I'm doing the projected starter series. I realized all eleven starters for the Cowboys were on their team last year. They're all huh. back, and it's like lo- they are loaded on paper. I think you can make a pretty good argument. It's the best looking offense on paper, but only five of those eleven or six of those eleven played. You know, half the season last year. It's not just Dak coming back from injury. It's Jarwin and Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins was an, an opt out and. Uh, Zach Martin missed a lot of time, so I don't know. I'm into it. I like. Them. I mean, there's a lot of uh, whether you like them or hate them or think they're uh, tiresome. They have a lot of juice and a lot of fun storylines to track. Be good. So that's they great. Be good. Um, the first Sunday night game, uh, Bears at Rams. This was very obvious to me. I had thrown out as a possibility for the Thursday night opener, and this never happens. But maybe the Bucks go on the road to LA to open up the stadium for a full house on Thursday night football. Well, they did instead on Sunday night, which makes more sense. And to top it off, maybe you get Justin Fields against Matthew Stafford. Uh, Mark, this I know this would be on your radar if we somehow ended up with Andy Dalton starting uh, in the first Sunday night football game of the year. Uh, but also, I think uh, you know feels pretty good that Fields. Uh, could end up being the guy here. And then that becomes great TV to see his pro debut. I always wonder if like you get, you know, some league heavies tapping Matt Nagy on the shoulder and saying, you don't start Andy Dalton in week one. Trust me, you don't do it. Um, you don't want to do that. <laughs> you don't want to do that. One of those but, things. Like hey, I'm not I, telling you not to do it. Right. But it's in your best interest for that not to happen. Right. And then he takes the cigarette out, drops it in the parking lot, under, underground parking lot, stubs it out with his, his shoe and just walks away. You never see the guy's face. No. He's in the Matt shadows. Matt Nagy driving home alone, you know, kind of so shaking. Let's, let's think of the real subplot here. We're going to be taping our first week one recap show yeah. um, of the season. I think that'll be our eighth season doing the recap shows this year. Sounds right. And we will be literally hundreds of yards away from this game as we're taping so the parking lot's gonna be full full over there that's a whole thing are we gonna are we gonna be able to like walk over and watch the game i don't need like that this is the whole thing i look there's only two sunday night rams games so that's there's only twice all year that this could uh come into our lives but this is the whole thing maybe we do a live a live uh a live show from the game who who even knows oh the chargers are set are obviously treated as second class citizens in their own stadium they're kind of like the jets giant no one wants to say that but it's like wouldn't you have been shocked if the chargers had the first opening night sunday night game it's no, like but greg is basically that. having sexual feelings right now i'm worried about the just... traffic I'm... mark you're so crazy who's that <laughs> what was that, that mark you're so crazy oh it's frags where she's been uh, the the Chargers again. did get one Sunday night game, so uh, there you so go. So we got three of those, I, and people are not going to feel sorry for us, but uh, that will be interesting uh, for sure. Um, all right, Monday Night Football, and we're not going to go through every week, but since it's week one, let's just talk about uh, this week a little bit more specifically. Ravens at Vegas, another instance to me. The league wants to reward uh, teams that build new stadiums, they want to put them on pedestals. And if the team has some juice, like the Raiders do, another national team, uh, even better. So you get the Ravens against the Raiders in the desert. Not bad, not bad at all. And that is the only Monday Night Football game in week one. They have now excised the Chris Berman big bell bottom late game, as we discussed <laughs> on the show a few weeks back. Yeah, Lamar is in primetime the first two weeks against the Raiders 
and then against the Chiefs on Sunday night football in week two, which is, you know, one of the highlights of the season, I think, when Lamar and Mahomes play against each other. And a lot of primetime early. They maxed out their primetime. It's most of uh, the early season. I'm happy to see that. Lamar has kind of made the Ravens as as national a team as possible. And, um, yes, so here are the teams that got the most primetime love. The Ravens, the Cowboys, the Packers, the Chiefs, the Rams, the Saints, the Steelers, the Niners, the Seahawks, and Bucks. No surprises there, really, right? One. The, I, one. Saints? Saints is a little bit of a surprise to me. I know uh, they've in the been post there. the post-freeze era. Yeah, that's fair. But, like, that's in what fair. world is the Saints get are getting five primetime games and the Browns only get three I'm, in 2021? I'm a little surprised. And they didn't take any Jordan Love um, factor into consideration with the Packers, which I, that doesn't surprise me, but it's just worth noting. The Packers are all over the primetime early in the season, uh, just in case, you know, that might be a little weird. I wonder if they came up, because, you know, there's, like, mirror schedules and they come up with a lot of different options, like, is there one out there where they almost pulled the trigger on a non-Aaron Rodgers Packers team? We just don't have enough information that, but but that could get really grisly if you know they if it's Jordan Love because their schedule. I had to do toughest schedules. They play um, a league high ten games against playoff teams from a year ago. So I'm just saying that's great if you have Aaron Rodgers, but if you have Jordan Love, who everyone mm. is saying not ready for prime time, and we have to watch him in prime time five times. What I used to feel about the Bears quickly becomes the Packers right. at night. And then if Jordan Love bombs out uh, in this hypothetical and the Packers end up going, you know, four and 13, are they drafting a quarterback next year? And is the whole, you know, all this, all these different scenarios that could play out. But of course, right now, Aaron Rodgers is still there. While we're there, Mark, what are some other teams uh, when you, um, in your NFL.com piece, which everybody should check out, um, that have the toughest schedules and of course this is all based on last year's standing so a tough schedule now could be the easiest schedule uh in late december but for now who got banged i'll i'll give you just a couple um i looked at the colts because i kind of want to see like if you're carson wentz and the colts you like how do you how do you get out to a hot like a hot start and they open with the seahawks and the rams all right then they go on a three-game road trip against Mm. the titans dolphins and ravens that's not a cinch. Their bye week isn't till week 14. And I think another thing that you can factor into schedules that got um, tougher was who got banged with like the gifted 17th game. And they got the Bucks. So the, you know, the Colts in general, the, they're in the AFC South. So that helps. But the entire AFC South um, is in hot water, I think, because they play the NFC West. Mm. And so, you know, we talked about the Texans and I basically said, light a candle for David Cully because um, it's going to be a long year. I mean, you look, there's just no break for them for uh, the entire time. I'll give you one other one. Well, here's a break. You it, start with the Jaguars in week one. That's the easiest possible game. Maybe. For, for each team. For each right, team. Maybe. Um, is, this, there, is this year that only one playoff team comes out of that AFC South? Seems I like a very so. uh, possibility. Okay, go ahead, Mark. Uh, the Steelers and Ravens, you know, the, the thing that last year, and I don't strength the schedule is a little shaky to me, but last year, the Ravens finished first or two years ago, um, had a first place schedule and had the easiest strength of schedule, um, in the entire league going into last season. This year, they have the second hardest behind the Steelers. And I look at what they have to do. Um, the Steelers for, they have this one little chunk of, um, time, the Ravens, excuse me where they play four road games in five weeks against the Dolphins, Bears, Steelers, and Browns. And they basically play the Browns, and this is weird for the Browns too, um, 
Baltimore, Cleveland, bye week, Baltimore, Cleveland. Um, the Steelers what? have That's a really funny. weird scenario where <laughs> oh my god, I don't know, Mark, the Steelers have a tough it. schedule too. Forget this, but they, they, it, it's it's a rough patch for for both of those teams. I like their um, out of division schedule though. Like when I looked at the AFC North, you're right because they have to play each other. It's hard, and and you know the first place schedule the Ravens have or whatever is hard. But I, I actually thought the AFC North had maybe the easiest, and I know the strength of schedule you know numbers would not agree out of division schedule because I looked at like what divisions get to play the AFC South. I think that's an advantage this year and that doesn't show up necessarily because I don't think the Titans and Colts are going to be as good. So the AFC North gets to play the AFC South and the other division they play is the NFC East. So I think if you were hand picking which two divisions you would want to play, those would be my top two draft picks. And well, the they AFC play North the NFC North. They play right. the North, not the East. Oh, they, that's they what they had last year. And I think that inflated their, their results. And I'll, here's real quick. So this, the Steelers close against the Titans, Chiefs, Browns, mm. and Ravens. Um, they're not going to go 11-0 and 0 to start. I think that's a tough way to end their schedule. It, the, the whole like home road splits are, are weird now because of the AFC getting an extra home game. Like I definitely noticed there's a couple teams, like the Packers, for instance, have six out of their first nine on the road including a stretch of, of like four or five. And that's the type of thing that would not happen, I don't think, in the old schedule. But now that it's uneven, you're going to see some weird stuff like that. The Patriots, on the easiest you know, front, get five out of their first seven at home. So even though some of the opponents are hard, like that is that is a recipe to to start off pretty soft. And the, and the whole like seventeen game unbalanced thing that's one of the the unintended consequences. I'll give you one other quick one: the Chargers, who we already you know you worry about them in that stadium, but they open um, in Washington, and this is Brandon Staley. We're wondering how will Justin Herbert answer in year two after Washington? They open they go to the Cowboys, Chiefs, Raiders, Browns, and Ravens before they're by. So. Um, you know, I keep thinking they're a playoff team. That's they're going to have to be one to come out of that into that into that bye with a good record. I there think. are some good defenses in there, obviously, but also some teams where you would think that Herbert, that offense continues to progress, will be able to put up points. Yeah, it didn't seem to matter yeah. last year. Um, the three game road trip that that's that's the way to do it. I've written I wrote uh, toughest schedules year after year. You always just look for those three game road trips. Oh yeah, yeah. The bat. They stand those out. are terrible. Who wants? Um, all right. By the way, so we mentioned the teams with the most games, five. Uh, here are the teams that got uh, the least primetime love. And this is all, this can change because there's a lot of flexing opportunities more than ever, actually, in the back end of the season. Uh, in week 16, they have multiple Saturday games. And then there's a pool, I believe, that of 12 teams or something in that range that could all get pumped up into a Saturday uh, game, maybe a primetime game as well. But the Falcons, Panthers... Bengals, Broncos, Lions, Texans, Jaguars, and Jets all have uh, one primetime game as things stand. Uh, Hmm. Jets obviously in in improve-it mode to the NFL schedule makers. I feel like every time they've been in primetime the last five years, it's been a bad game. Um, But everything else kind of makes sense. Maybe Trevor Lawrence getting a little bit more love would have made sense, but I guess if they play well, then... Imagine had the Broncos gotten a quarterback that, you know, everyone can see as um, a flaming asteroid. Suddenly they wouldn't have one primetime game. The rest of their offense is loaded. Is a flaming asteroid good? Well, you can see it. 
I don't know what I'm seeing at their quarterback position. So, <laughs> and, and don't discount that Jets Patriots Monday nighter last year. That was easily the highlight of the. No, nah, that's Newton true. Era. That was a good one. Uh, uh, I'm I'm surprised, but I guess this is another result of uh, the 17 game schedule. Everyone gets one again. That used to be a thing, and last year there were there were a handful of teams in the last few years where teams were just completely left out because, like the Lions, for instance, getting a, a primetime game at all almost surprises me because if you look at the the beginning of their schedule uh it's like the lions very likely are going to be out of it from the jump the, their first three games are 49ers packers ravens it's like hey thanks thanks dan campbell thanks for playing uh you got to play them three and then you go on the road for two division games after that like if they are anything better than one and four he's in the early race for for coach of well, the year also and i've i've kind of been on this uh train before and People get sensitive about it, and I get it. I get it. But uh, just saying the Lions always get Thanksgiving because it's tradition, well, that counts too. That's a, that's a big uh, spotlight yeah, island game that, is a big that Detroit gets. And uh, speaking of Thanksgiving, yeah, so you get Chicago. Again, Chicago's got four primetime games. Hopefully Justin Fields plays and plays well. Otherwise, there's going to be a lot of boring football uh, involving uh, the Bears. Chicago at Detroit in the early game. Uh, Vegas, the Raiders at Dallas Cowboys obviously always get a game as well on Thanksgiving. The second game, then the late game, the post Thanksgiving supper game. We usually eat Thanksgiving dinner around four, four to five. I don't know mm-hmm. what you, what you guys do, but uh, uh, so it's a little bit after that for us. But uh, you get the Buffalo Bills at the New Orleans Saints, which could be great or could be me depending on what happens to this quarterback situation. A lot of faith in the Saints. Not only did they get five primetime games, but a lot of them are at the end of the season in big spots. That's good for Buffalo, though. If if we feel like they got jobbed a little bit in week one, you give them the primetime Thanksgiving game. That's a massive ratings winner. I mean, I guess, you know, I feel like Greg snuck into the little war room when they put these (laughs) schedules together. And, you know, Mr. Jameis Winston guy went in and just sort of dotted it with a bunch of night Games. One little nugget from um, our NFL Network show producer, Matt Tanton, uh, who is a Bears fan. I don't think this happens often at all. The Bears do not have two straight home or away games all year. They alternate home and away every single game. That is hmm. bizarre. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, right. not that interesting, but it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Okay. It's okay. I think it's uh, I called let's... it a nugget. I think it's a nice little nugget. So that's the Thanksgiving slate. Let's talk international slate. How about that? The t- the NFL returns to London. Hit it, Ricky. After a one-year sabbatical, COVID-19 induced. The Atlanta Falcons will play the New York Jets. So Matt Ryan against uh, Zach Wilson and the Jets on October 10th. What is that, week four, I believe? And Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick. Week so five, number two. Week five. Um, uh, the week after that, Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Got to call them the Jaguars when you're overseas. Uh, we'll play host, quote unquote, to the Miami Dolphins on October 17th. And week six, both games will be played at the Hot Toddy, Tottenham mm. Hotspur Stadium. Were they involved with the uh, Super League? That goofy business? Unsure. I can check that, but I know know Shad Khan's not happy about this. Uh, He had insisted on playing in Wembley Stadium because 
Tottenham was kind of like a rival, but now it's like you don't even have the option. They're just they're just putting them there. It's a COVID yeah. has uh, has made a no choice for them. But I like those two. Games. That's an island game for the Jets. It's not a it's not a primetime game, but it is an island game. And you know we would like England's an island, right? Kind of yes, I mean it, the United Kingdom. Let's get Britain. to that island. Yeah, how about that? We have been lucky enough to go overseas twice, and it's time to go again. And with the New York Jets playing in that game, and the Falcons, who we're kind of intrigued by, it is time to start a movement. Fans, listeners, hashtag get ATN to London. And send that the way of the NFL UK account on Twitter at NFL UK. Send a message to them. Make sure you use that hashtag. Am I using the right hashtag? Get ATN to London. Yeah, that's correct. Get ATN to London. Tell them why they that we should be there. Make sure you hit that hashtag. And we're going to be working on this side of the pond to try to get over there. Uh, but with your help, maybe we can implore some others mm. on that side of the pond to make it happen. I mean, I'm so I'm so excited. The Jets actually played uh, a London game a few years back. It was the game that got uh, poor. Uh, who was the Dolphins head coach? Was it Chan Gailey? Someone got fired. Someone got left behind in London, a head coach of the Dolphins a few years back. Uh, but having been there, the, the idea of going there and seeing the Jets uh, with you guys, that would be amazing. And uh, hopefully we can make it happen. That, by the way, is um, October 10th is my birthday, just noting. Um, so if Another we were older. to do that, that would uh, signify, you know, there's no way to usher in, according to Ricky, I'm turning 109 that week, but like um, <laughs> no way to usher in that kind of celebration than watching the Jets on what will be a 16-hour workday. But I would be thrilled to do it. And we wa- I would say this, why not stay for both games? Why not yeah. luxuriate Ooh. in London for multiple weeks and, you know, really make it count? I mean, let's, let's like, stretch I want to do Scotland and Ireland, a UK tour. There we yeah, go. Do some go on to Germany, Austria. Yes. It's like back when I was a kid, we had to take a sea ship all the way over <laughs> to England. It would take us 10 weeks. <laughs> Half the crew was dead by the time we Pathetic. got halfway through the ocean. Anyway, so... I like, I like, ma- that I like those too. matchups, though. You got Kyle Pitts, yeah. you got Zach Wilson. And then the other one is fun, too, Tua and Trevor Lawrence. I like that. They're, they're trying to get the Jaguars some wins early, I noticed. The Texans, Broncos, Cardinals, Bengals. You know, it's as, as easy as they could make it early so that maybe they get to London with a couple wins in their pocket. would be nice. That's good. And I wonder, yeah, the, it's good to see the games back in London. It's such a thriving fan base. Uh, is there a Mexico game this year? No, it, it got pushed to – actually, Handsome Hank tweeted about it yesterday – it is not this year. It'll be pushed to 2022. So it's it'll I think be back on the map. I think COVID is still having an impact. So I think London would have more than two games in a non-COVID world, and Mexico would definitely have a Didn't game. Mexico, wasn't that the game that was also um, removed because of an earthquake or some sort of natural disaster? They've had a little bit of a rough run there. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, that would be awesome. Get, hashtag get ATN to London. Let's let's make it happen. Yeah, we do live shows. uh Mark and I, you know, might take a trip over to Ireland and stop in some pubs, get loose there. You know, you don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to make right. the effort. Uh, and of course, it is still we want to pretend like COVID's over, and uh, but it's not. So who knows if that's going to be an obstacle for us? Uh, imagine it could be, but hopefully, if the fates allow, we'll get back 
over there. It's we like, can have way, like video over... footage of, of me on Sky Sports, like trying not to pump my fist while Kyle Pitts is running down the field <laughs> to win the game against the Jets and Dan's getting annoyed at me. It'll be great theater. It'll be great. That does I'll have sound to stand fun. in between you two. You were fun. you were referring to Joe Philbin, by the way, who is one of the more um, milk toast oh, head Joey coaches Fibbs. of this century. Joey, Fib- I'll never forget Joey Fibs on Hard Knocks walking around the field picking up bubble gum and telling guys to tie their shoes. I was like, okay. Head coaches have a lot of tasks. That's that's one of them. Um, all right. Speaking of uh, the Jets and revenge games, there is some good revenge on tap uh, this season. But um, before I get to the Jets, I want to talk about the game. Obviously, uh, that I think. You want to talk about huge ratings. What will do the biggest number um, of the season? It's week four. It's Sunday night football. It's Al, Chris, Michelle, and the world. Tom Brady going up to Foxborough to face Bill Belichick. The throne of sleaze torn apart. A broken marriage. Now. For the first time ever, Tom Brady is against Bill Belichick. Whoo, delicious. Yeah, that's good. And they they did it intentionally, I believe, on a night where Tom Brady could be passing Drew Brees as the all-time passing leader. Again, like I feel like they threw it back and forth, but now that Drew Brees is gone, if Brady averages 289 game, 289 yards per game. He would pass it that night, which which would stick. I you guys, I know you you never quite bought into it, but I really did enjoy watching Brady and the Bucks. Like he's he's one of my favorite athletes ever. But this is not this is not a comfortable moment. I'm not looking forward to this. I'd be happier, obviously, uh, if this was not on the schedule. Just, well, there are like there are you know Dan. I'm sure when you did this exercise, you can dig in others. But there are revenge games where you kind of like let's call it, let's you know kind of squeeze it into that box. But this it, this is truly dripping. Um, with fire and like you know, I can look at some of these games. Be like, can't wait to see it. But this is one I'm like, holy f! Like I'm gonna sit down and watch every second of this. Like, and I know we try to tape during these Sunday night games. We're gonna have to figure something out that night. Mm. Yeah, That's that one's point. for sure. Because, and we've had countless discussions on this show about it. Belichick's never going to admit that he made a mistake by not finding a way to keep Brady in house. And there might even be a, a reality where he doesn't still doesn't think it was a mistake. Um, but after Brady goes and wins the Super Bowl, I just imagine there's going to be a lot on the line for both guys because these are guys with egos and there's a lot of pride involved. And um, if Belichick cooks up a defensive scheme because no one knows him better that embarrasses Brady on a primetime stage, that's going to be, I don't care what Greg says or any other people carrying the water, that's going to be incredibly satisfying on a high level for Bill Belichick, probably a better, more satisfaction than he's ever received from any other regular season game. And for Brady, Brady has nothing to prove. He's coming coming from a, a more comfortable place because he just won a Super Bowl in Tampa. But if he can go and light up uh, the Patriots in Foxborough, and he's going to get a ton of cheers. That crowd's going to be completely behind him, maybe even sets that passing record. It could become an absolute carnival celebration, which is going to make Bill very uncomfortable as well. It's legit Spicy. drama. Well, I think he's always looking for new sources of not motivation, but just something to grind his gears. And this would do it. I, I, I you can say he doesn't have much to prove, but I bet there's no game he wants to. He's the same as Belichick. I, I do think there'll be no game that he'll want to light up the opponent any more than than that game. Of course. 
Who writes the because Edelman's like in the crowd, like holding signs. Yeah, you know, for sure. Be a whole thing. There, there's a yeah. I, neither of these guys are gonna really ever talk to the media about truly what went down and the end of the the relationship between the two in terms of being on the same team. Who's gonna write? First of all, there's gonna be some brave reporters that are gonna have to ask about ask Belichick about that all week leading up to the game. Good luck to you guys. But who writes the first, um, you know, retirement biography that discusses it at length? Mm. Do you think it will be Belichick or Brady? How about, it's Tom Curran writing the the Brady bio. Come on, Tommy. This is what about your Jimmy job. Gray? This is, this is your job. You are mm. meant to do it. This is watch your out for job. Jimmy Gray in the biggest well, of all spots. What there. this guy can write? I mean, he can't even write. Um, those little halftime segments are cheesy. Come on. What Ooh. about one of us writes it? I mean, what, why are we keep? Why do we keep handing these assignments to everyone else? That would be a Jim best-selling just took book. Like Makes fourteen machine gun shells into the back there from Rosenthal. I, like I, Chad I, for Curtis some reason, I'm, I'm like always in the car because I was driving to. Was it Thursday night football that they did that and stuff? I was often in the car and I heard those segments and they're it's just terrible. Come on. Yeah. Um, other revenge games. Week seven. A 1 p.m. Fox game. Jared Goff versus the Rams. Uh, just a lot of fun. The Rams didn't come out and say it directly after last season that Jared Goff was capital T, the capital P problem. But they danced right up to the line and let everyone know that, no, it wasn't that the, the league was catching up at all to Sean uh, McVay's offense. It was the quarterback stinks. They you benched him for John Wolford. They kicked him that, out that, the door. That should not be forgotten. John Wolford would have started multiple playoff games if he could have won one, uh, if not for him getting hurt. Come on, that is not a him. false revenge game. I mean, I, I, you know, you don't get a lot of sense that Jared Goff right. sits around like, contemplating these things and kind of burning inside that his personality to me does not give that off. But, but I mean, that's, can, that's from us as people that don't know. Him. No, he's I know. Also so number I, one overall I'm, pick. Right. I was going to say though, we don't, guy, we don't probably. know how annoyed he really yeah. is. And like, he's going to wear like his meanest banana Republic outfit that week. <laughs> he's going to be all into it. He's going to drink the, like the meanest bottle of uh, Merlot from his uh, winery uh, up near San Francisco. But uh, no, I mean the competitor in him has to be going mad with excitement for this opportunity for payback, because I think he was scapegoated. And I'm not saying that Goff played well these last two years, especially last year where he was a liability. But I just, if I'm Goff, I'm wondering if like he's ever like the coach in that regime never took any ownership for our struggles on offense. Mm. It was just me. Well, now he gets to maybe stick it. I do. I do worry about like there, because you know when I can start to feel bad for him, if, if things are totally going south on the Lions and it's the kind of game where like, Suddenly, Aaron Donald sacks Jared Goff right. like five times. Like, I don't know. I hope he, right. They're I down hope he fourteen nothing well. right. halfway through the first quarter, and they have to abandon their run game, and the, his team stinks. And maybe he's, he exits the third quarter with a collarbone injury. Like, you could see something like that as well. He's in a, as we've said, he's in a very difficult spot, guy, right. uh, with Detroit. He's getting paid handsomely, uh, but he's going to pay for that payday. Uh, the Jets, Sam Darnold, the, never say the schedule makers don't have a sense of humor. The Jets open uh, in Charlotte against the Panthers. So it's Sam Darnold against Zach Wilson in week one, right out the gate on uh, s- September 12th. And guess what? Every Jets fan feels like they're going to see it coming here. 23 for 28, four touchdowns, no picks. Darnold lights up. Oh, that's uh, Robert Sala's defense. That's what's going to happen. That that's the the dark mind of all Jets fans who always assume everything 
uh, is going to play out poorly, but it is a new era. But it is important to note, and we had Rich Samini on our uh, podcast, that really was a difficult decision internally um, for that organization. Not everybody was on the same page uh, with the decision to trade Darnold as opposed to just re- starting with the number two overall pick. So there's there was definitely hemming and hawing. They made the decision they made. Uh, we'll see how it works out. But for Sam Darnold, uh, this guy, the Jets treated him so poorly, not on purpose. It was just they were bad at what they were doing for three years. And this gives him a chance to basically stick it to this team that got his pro career off to uh, just an absolutely terrible start. I, I totally hear what you're saying, though, because it reminds me of when Cleveland had to go up against Carson Wentz, who they didn't draft in week one, and he torched them. And you're just thinking like, you kind of, you know, you wait all off season for the season to start. And then sometimes by the end of the first game, you're thinking, oh, here we are again. We are back in total darkness. But bottom line, the Jets have a better quarterback, I think. But I cannot wait to see. Ooh. I hate that they buried that early. I hate well, that they a, buried that a, as an early game. It's a, um, it's kind of a double revenge game because it's the, also the Jets going against the coach who turned them down, who was like, you don't have your house in order. Uh, according to reports, you're not letting me hire my coaching staff. I'm going to go. I was the bell of the ball. That's Matt rule two years ago in the coaching cycle and decides to go down to Carolina. I don't want to get too deep into this, but they already, you know, all the websites putting up the point spreads. Now we're, now we're allowed to talk about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, the jets being heavy underdogs in week one struck me as a, as a surprising thing. I, I do. I don't see these teams as uh as too uneven there. So I might, I would, uh... I might be on your gang green there in week one. Interesting. I would have, if if I had a guess, I would say it would probably be uh, Panthers by three. It was it was more. I think it was like five or something. That in is New York too. It's a, little, it's a lot of faith. I think it's in Charlotte. It's in Car- it, it is in Charlotte. Yeah, but oh, it's okay. still a lot of faith in in the in the Panthers. I'm not a Darnold believer. I don't. I'm know just going to uh, spin through the rest of these <clears throat> revenge games. Um, DeAndre Hopkins and JJ Watt get the Texans in Week Seven. That's a 4:25 Fox game. I just think like the revenge can come in different forms. And when you think about, like, we're talking about Tom Brady going up to Foxborough, those fans are going to go mad for Brady. They're going to be, because they love him and everything he did. Uh, there is no bad blood unless there's something I'm missing, Ricky and Greg, between uh, Patriots fans and Tom Brady. Um, I think the same thing will be said uh, with Hopkins and Watt. And you wonder, Texans fans are obviously uh, just dealing with a lot of bad stuff right now. Uh, between uh, poor management decisions, this Deshaun Watson mess, which has turned the franchise even more upside down. It already was upside down. So would that turn it back right side up? No, it just spins them off into this other weird universe of of dysfunction. I mean, I, I think this is the purgatory of the NFL. That's the line I had to take out, by the way. This is the NFL purgatory right now, the Houston Texans. And, and I could imagine Watt, and Hopkins having big games and Texans fans kind of actually being into it to kind of mm. in a cathartic way. Like, look what you did. J.J. Watt was a giant on the field and in the community for us. And he wanted to go elsewhere. You traded DeAndre Hopkins for 40 cents on the dollar. And look at this guy. He's a Hall of Fame level, level player. I would think if they got whipped by the Cardinals, a lot of Texans fans would almost get a cathartic feeling uh, out of that. That is a dark corner. I mean, because I don't think you're wrong at all. There's got to be a pocket. Maybe I um, am, and I'd like to no, hear the Texans think, fans. I think, I, I think that's right. a good thing because I think right now I, I feel like I tend to I follow a lot of Houston people for whatever reason. Seth Payne and Zierlein and Stephanie Stradley is great. I think 
the Texans have to be worried about the apathy of their fans right now. I think it's less that they're even angry that like they're such a great fan base that for the first time ever, they're just kind of like, meh, we're not, maybe like we'll tune in in a year or two. Like we're not interested in this team anymore, which is a bad, a bad place to be. And uh, I'll throw one more out there. Cam Newton versus the Panthers week nine. Uh, we don't know if we're going to get this. I hope he gets there. That would be a win for me. That's what yeah, I'm rooting for. Because Mac Jones, we'll of course, is in that building for the Patriots, and he's a first-round pick. So the way, and Mark, you were hitting on this on Monday's show, the way things go is typically that rookie quarterback is going to play sooner rather than later, unless they give Cam the chance to start the season and then New England has is having a nice year. Then you get into a situation of course, Matt could also start the season to get hurt. There are different ways where Cam Newton can play in this game. But you would imagine, because I've thought about this one too, and I don't blame Matt Rule uh, and Tepper for this, but they they kind of didn't seem to struggle with saying goodbye to Newton, a guy yeah. who had that organization on his back for a decade um, under um, Jerry Richardson. Is that the name? Yeah, Ron, Ron yeah, Rivera. Jerry Richardson, yeah, I mean, yeah. Ron Rivera. Yeah. That, so it's like... Uh, they just basically kicked them out the door. And and they still don't have a, a solution that they can trust. Teddy flamed out. Sorry, Greg. And Sam Darnold is a huge roll of the dice. So it's not like they had the situation where it's like, we're getting rid of Cam and we got Trevor Lawrence coming in the building or Zach Wilson or somebody right. that we, we know we could trust or we know we can get excited about. They're still kind of searching. And Cam was an MVP and a guy took him to the Super Bowl and the best player in franchise history, Mark. And now... Uh, he gets a chance to show the Panthers, maybe you would have been better off all along just sticking by me. You'd have to, well, I think we've talked about the Panthers as much as I like what they're doing at one of the losers of the offseason because of what happened at quarterback. I mean, unless, you know, four weeks in, Darnold's a totally different guy. But can you imagine, even if Mac Jones is the starter and they're faring well, that Josh McDaniels puts Cam Newton in on in sub packages or maybe has them like, rip off a couple drives where he runs the ball like nine times in a row and scores a touchdown, and then he just runs off the field. That's revenge, baby. Oh, one bonus one. Ricky, uh, play the clip of Justin Jefferson, the Vikings wide receiver, former LSU star who was on the Colin Cowherd show. What is it, The Herd? The Herd with Colin Cowherd, word. Um, And he was asked if uh, he was surprised that the Vikings reportedly inquired about drafting or wanted to draft Justin Fields uh, before he was taken off the board by the Bears right in front of them? Um, no, um, you know, we have to build on, um, you know, for after Kirk or, or whatever um, the case may be. But uh, having Justin Fields brings a little bit more uh, pressure uh, to other teams by having, you know, a dominant quarterback uh, like he is. And they also, uh, Justin Jefferson also said that uh, Joe Burrow, his former quarterback, uh, has a swag and confidence to a game that separates him from Kirk Cousins. So I guess maybe Kirk Cousins will get revenge against his own wide receiver on some level at some point this season. I don't know. <laughs> they Well, they play each other right off the bat. Um, Burrow versus Cousins, too. Right. I mean, Jefferson was careful. He did what we want out of young athletes or any athletes where he answered the question. He didn't say anything bad about Cousins, but he was asked to choose between Cousins and Burrow. And he said Burrow. He said Burrow's got the swagger that you don't normally see. But the most, the key thing, which for whatever reason didn't get picked up as much, was like, and he's not afraid to take a hit. And to me, that's what right, like, exactly. makes a great quarterback. And I'm thinking like, hmm, who in the NFL is gets a little skittish when the pressure's on? Oh, I find it interesting Cousins. that you think he didn't say anything bad about Cousins because he didn't, he didn't directly, but like, that's what it I mean. is he one of the more the questions and he praised, 
praise Joe Burrow. It's one of the more heat-seeking teammate-on-teammate comments of the entire offseason or many offseasons. I mean, he basically said— My point is we sort of, like, make these into such a big deal that it's tough for them to be honest. He was asked a question, and he pumped up Joe Burrow— and so he answered the question, and we can read into that as we should. I was going to say, uh, but you don't have to read between the lines on that. Just yeah, read right. the lines. He was right. saying that Cousins doesn't have swagger. He doesn't have the same type of confidence. He doesn't. He's not as fearless in the pocket. Uh, the Vikings need to start thinking about life after Kirk Cousins. I mean, imagine <laughs> like, like you can right. tell what's happening in that locker room uh, with the Vikings. That he's they, like the new Stefan Diggs. He replaced them like well, perfectly. Yeah, replaced well, the production. That's true. It's, it's but you can tell. Um, we're not in the locker room, but like it seems apparent that Kirk Cousins isn't the most popular guy, and a lot of these young players would rather have someone a little more dynamic um, as a leader of the offense, despite the numbers that Kirk Cousins uh, puts up. Which, if 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 they got that production from Justin Fields, what he did even last year, Cousins, people would say Justin Fields was the rookie of the year. Uh, Cousins' production gets overlooked because there's just something about him. That doesn't inspire excitement or, I don't know, fearlessness in your leader. That's, yeah, that, you know, we, we say that, how important that is as a quarterback. And I think it's fair to say, yeah, he doesn't seem from the outside like he would be inspiring. And the players keep telling us as much. All right. Anything else we want to hit on the schedule, boys? Yeah, one quick thing. Well, first, Halloween is on a Sunday, which we're banged there. It's I'm really bummed up about that. I'm like, how many... How many Halloweens do I have left where my daughter, Ellis, will be 10 by then, That's is actually going to want to go with me? That like she looks forward to that, and I'm going to miss maybe why one couldn't, of the last. Why couldn't maybe Halloween we'll out. fall on a yeah. Sunday last year when Halloween already got ruined by coronavirus? Mm. We're, we're losing that. I'm with you. I got I got a six-year-old son and a four-year-old son, and you're trying to treasure all these years, but uh, uh, that's, that's the breaks. And then Christmas, the big Christmas game, which – based on past um, precedent, I think might be the most watched game of the year, that and the the mid-afternoon Thanksgiving game. The Browns only got three primetime. That was a surprise. That's a surprise. Especially they they don't even show up until week seven of Thursday night football, which obviously is different than the Sunday night game. I would expect... They gave them that Christmas one, though. So there. They, okay, that's good. But I would have thought you would see the Browns in the first couple of weeks of the season in a a, a true primetime island game. Um, a little surprised about that, Mark, for a team well, that has a this. dedicated like, t- fan base. You talk about losing Halloween. We're losing points there. What's going to happen, you know, on Christmas Eve if the Packers beat the Browns and I'm storming around the house as one of the most annoyed oh, people no. in the country? Christmas I mean, Day. It's Christmas Day. So right in the middle of your Christmas afternoon is Packers Browns to the whole country. So that is a big spot for that they 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 put the Browns in. Yeah, and you that's could in the late season ones are almost saying like, well, we're not worried about the Browns flaming out. Uh we think they'll be in it uh until the end. We're going to put them in this big spot against the Packers on Christmas. That's there's good, two though, Christmas Mark. games though. And and that's the national one and then there's also an NFL network. Mark, ultimately it's good though. The timing there because who knows, maybe things go poorly on Christmas Day for the Browns. Uh, yeah. But the fact that it happens after Santa comes, it doesn't lead to any Santa issues. You know, it's not like Santa will destroy the toys me. or light them on fire in a rage because no, Christmas like, Eve went terribly. They're largely gift focused. So if that, that box will be checked heavily. But I will just say, I don't even sit down during these Browns games in our house. So it's like, you know, I it's going to be... It's the opposite children, of like sitting around with a cup of cocoa, having a nice snowy Christmas day. My please. children, actually, they're like, we don't need Santa here because Christmas, A, is a season of giving. 
And B, ultimately, it's just about being around family and loving the people who you love. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, guys, it's Christmas. You want presents? They're like, nah, dad. Nah, we don't need that. Look we at just these need two. each other. What a, what a father. What a father. Meanwhile, uh, I can just imagine. <laughs> that could not be in, further from the truth. The Browns are down 13-3 in the second quarter, and uh, Mark is just Grinch. Christmas is over by it's that like, point in the in the Sessler household. I'll Simone set the might tree have to, on fire yeah, twice. So, Simone might have to kick him out because at that point, no one's having a good time on Christmas. <laughs> Put all the toys in the in the car. We're going to Target. We're returning everything. And then our gift is like a fourteen hour work day the day after. So this is a oh, this is you know oh. we're getting kind of hit in the head with a bat here. Let's be honest. Also, the season ends on January 9th, By the way, that's it. That just seems weird. It's late, and so right now as we're taping this, we're four months to the day, um, until that first week one Sunday. So it so we are actually equidistant. Hmm. Um, right now we're four months today. It's still a long time. So everyone pace yourself. Let's enjoy the next few months. Cause that is, you know, it, we have four months of the day until, till week one and the entire regular season is exactly four months. So the, the, the season is only as long basically as, as our time now. So we got some time and, and let's enjoy some of it. Good, well, good, uh, public service announcement there, Greg. Thank you. That was really nice, Greg. <laughs> um, week 18 for the first time, of course, there is a week 18, which is why the season ends later on January 9th. There's two Saturday there will be two Saturday games. Uh both ESPN A ABC joints. They're both to be announced. And I had mentioned um that there is another interesting Saturday wrinkle. That's in week fifteen. So you're gonna have the Chiefs at Chargers on Thursday night. Oh man, those Chiefs fans getting out of that Kansas City, getting out of that weather, head to Southern California. For a Ooh, I might want to go to that game. Vacation. I might want to um, go here. That's that place Thursday is going nighter. to be. Mm. If you're Chargers fans, if you are listening to this podcast and you're in the Los Angeles area, you need you need to support your team and get in that building if you feel comfortable being in a public space. Because otherwise, there's going to be fifty thousand Chiefs fans in that building. Anyway, so you have the Thursday night game in Week 15. Then there are two Saturday games in Week 15. And like I said, there's a pool of t- of teams that could uh, squeeze into that, and there is one primetime game as well. So Carolina at Buffalo, Vegas at Cleveland, New England at Indy, Jets at Miami, Washington at Philly. Those teams are all eligible to slide into that Saturday game. The rest will the two team two games will slide into that spot, and then the rest of the teams fall back into Sunday. So interesting, interesting, interesting. It's the biggest season ever, they say. I mean, it's a fact. It's technically true. It's the it's it the is. longest season ever. So I, I think that's where they're going. I think we covered everything. We got revenge games, hardest schedule, international series, Thanksgiving, week one, anything else? Oh, get hashtag get ATN to London. Yeah, that's important. That, but we got to do that. We got to make that happen. We are going to do live shows. We're going to be at the stadium. We're going to be hanging out with Neil Reynolds and the Sky Sports gang. No, rec, no Rob Ryan, unfortunately. Uh, no, but, but a lot of this, him. you know, this boils down to, let's be real. I think it boils down to money and funds. So, you know, we've got thousands of listeners. If there's like a secret multimillionaire out there, you can make this happen. It doesn't have to all come through our company. You're, the you're money could come fans from anywhere. could pay for us to go. I'm saying well, like would... one, like one multi like billionaire type figure who's listening to this, like driving around like in a cream colored Porsche, just like drop half right. a mil and we're in. You know, the whole trip is taken care of. And just to be clear to the listeners, because you guys are so giving, 
Uh, don't start a GoFundMe or anything. <laughs> no, there's no, 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 no way for us to process that. That money would just end up uh, going to a vice president in an office on uh, Park Avenue in New York. So just hang tight. We're going to do the work behind the scenes and hopefully get some help uh, in different areas and, and get back to London uh, because it's going to be great. All right. Good stuff. All right. So we got your special Wednesday show here in the can. Um, we're going to pop up on NFL Network a couple times this week, uh, which will be nice. And then Friday, we'll have our NFL Network program, the Around the NFL broadcast. Uh, we'll be back. And then we go onward and upward next week. Two more shows and another network show. Hashtag hit the music again, Ricky. God save. God save the green. Hashtag get ATN to live. All right. This is Dan Hansis signing off for the old boss, the quiet storm. He will not be quiet on Christmas. He's going to be walking around the South Bay looking for a tavern on Christmas. He's like, sorry, sir, we're closed, but I must watch the Browns. Let me in your building. Is that little Peyton Manning? Uh, and, of course, Ricky Hollywood behind the virtual glass. Until... Tuesday. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.